Recently, there have been, we've begun some behind-the-scenes conversations about the second phase of the master plan that Father John put together, which is looking at the possibility of updating and renovating the church here. And so we've had some conversations, we've talked with an architect, nothing set in stone, so I'm not here to ask you for money or anything like that, especially not at 7 a.m. on a solemnity. But it's just, it's been an interesting conversation because I've never really thought about this, so I've been reading and talking and, and studying, and it's just been really um, new and eye-opening for me. Like, what, what, what does it mean? Why, why do we build churches? Why do we make them beautiful? One of the things that, just in one of the books I was reading, is the, the fittingness of a beautiful church, and especially the sanctuary, so the altar, the tabernacle, all of that. And why is that? Why should that be something that's beautiful, that draws the eye and the heart to it when you walk into a church? And for us as Catholics, we believe that the altar in particular is the place where heaven and earth come together, where Jesus comes to us, where simple bread and wine become the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And as a result, there, there should be a prominence. There should be something beautiful, something marvelous about that place. Because that is where God comes to us. And not only should the, the altar and the, that area be beautiful, but the church should draw the mind and the heart to God. To help us remember that Jesus, God, has come to be with us. That God has become a human being and desires to change us. And so in a way, the, the heavenly Jerusalem should be something we think about when we walk into a Catholic church. But not only is it fitting to have a beautiful church because it's where God comes to us, literally in the Eucharist, it's also fitting for us as a community because it represents and it becomes for us the place where we come together to encounter God. And so it should be a place of pride, a place of joy, a place of community building. This past year, I've been able to visit some beautiful churches, and two of them in particular. One is the, the Basilica of St. Francis Xavier in Dyersville, Iowa, which is where the Field of Dreams is. And in Dyersville, Iowa, middle of nowhere, outside of Dubuque, there's this extraordinarily beautiful church built by German immigrants who came there to farm. And for them, as a community, it was important to have this stunning, beautiful church as a place for them not only to worship God, but as a place of pride, a place of beauty, and a place of joy for them to mark, hey, this is who we are. This is what's important to us. And then a few weeks ago, I visited in Milwaukee the Basilica of St. Josephat, which was built by Polish immigrants. Similarly, they wanted to have a beautiful church, a place where they could gather, a place that would lift the mind and the heart. Here were poor people mostly who were working in difficult jobs, and yet when they were able to step into their church, they were able to step into something that their community had built that it was just marvelous and spectacular. And you ask yourself probably, why is Father Patrick droning on about church architecture at 7 a.m. in the morning? Let's just get through this, Father. But basically, and I bring that up and I go into that, because Mary is those things for us. That it's fitting for a church to be beautiful. It's even more fitting for the mother of God to be without sin. That the temple that God chose to use as his vessel to come into the world, the Ark of the New Covenant, it is even more fitting for her 
which we celebrate today, to be conceived without sin, to be a perfect temple, a place, a body, a soul that is perfect in its reverence and worship for God, that is totally transformed by the love of God. Remember this, Mary is saved by Jesus also. Mary is not immaculately conceived because she's special in her own right. She's special because Jesus, the second person of the Trinity, chooses her to be her vessel from the moment of her conception. She, God chooses her and saves her in a particular and unique way. And so today we celebrate the perfection of the vessel, the temple of God's glory, and how that should encourage each and every one of us. We should, as in the same way, we walk into the beautiful church, the mind and the heart should be lifted up to God when we look to our blessed mother. But it's also a place, Mary is a place of hope and refuge for us as a church, as a community. Each of us has a mother who is perfect and who loves each of us perfectly and desires to draw us to her son. And here's the beautiful piece. St. Paul tells us so beautifully in the letter to the Ephesians. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavens as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world to be holy and without blemish before him. In love, he destined us for adoption to himself through Jesus Christ in accord with the favor of his will. What does that mean? Just as Mary was chosen to be that vessel of God, so too have you. We've been chosen in different ways, to be sure. We're sinners after all. We've been affected by that. But we, like her, have been chosen from the moment of our conception to be one with Christ, to be that vessel that gives glory to the Lord. And here's the beauty of our witness that Mary doesn't share with us, is that oftentimes our witness of being the vessel of God's glory is the transformation and conversion that comes about from our sins. And so our brokenness, friends, is the means by which we are saved when we give that to the Lord and also the means by which we give glory to God. Whereas Mary is that perfect vessel, we are the vessel with cracks and dinks and dings, but we still give glory to God, not because we're perfect, but because we've been healed. And because we can look to that and find those in other people and help them find healing and salvation. God has chosen us just as he chose Mary to be that beautiful vessel, to be that unique vessel, to be the person who can bring glory to God and into our friendships, into our family, into our workplace in a unique and powerful way. So that not only we can give birth to the word, We can share the word of God. We can share Jesus in those spaces, but also so that we can bring other people to Jesus through our love, through our friendship. Because we, like Mary, are called not only to be beautiful, but to be a place, to be a person, to be in relationship with others and to draw all things to ourselves so that we can draw Christ, or draw all people to Christ. And so today, as we celebrate the solemnity of the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary, we ask God for that grace.
to be healed. And if you haven't been to confession in a while, come back to the sacrament. Allow yourself to be made into that pure vessel so that, like Mary, you can bring glory to God, you can bring Jesus into the world, and you can draw people to his glory through the love that you share.